You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base for our sermon today is from the 12th chapter of St. Luke's Gospel, verses 22 to 34. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to a span of life? If then you are not able to do such a small thing, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, all his glory, has not arrayed like, was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you can, are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Here ends the text. Please be seated. If you were here last week from our gospel reading and the sermon, you heard that life is more than the abundance of possessions. It was a story of the rich fool. Today, we look at the fact that life is more than essentials, food and clothing. In fact, Jesus in this part of Luke's gospel zeroes in on our basic core anxiety namely our everyday needs. Jesus says, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, nor about your body, what you'll wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Now what he says appears to run counter to the prevailing opinion here in Colorado. Life seems to be defined by food and clothing, coupled with the numerous outdoor activity options we have, and the almost insatiable desire for electronic gadgets. Life more than food? Well, you wouldn't know it by our grand obsessions with calories and fat grams and carbs. The body more than clothing? Well, shoes too. You need to have shoes, right? Especially the right shoes. We need clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home. These are our primary needs, aren't they? In fact, we're not going to worry about anything else until those are taken care of. And Jesus comes to us this morning and says, Don't worry. Don't be anxious about your life. Don't be 
anxious about your most basic needs. Your Father in heaven, he has you covered. Don't worry. Don't worry. How about finding a decent job or a better job or even a thought of losing my job? How about health care? How about the economy possibly going south? How about my retirement fund and wondering whether I'll be able to make ends meet in retirement? Come on, we say. Who is, who is alive and aware these days and not worried about something having to do with the means to support body and life? Don't be anxious, Jesus says. Get real. But there is the reality. Anxiety is a liturgy. Anxiety is the worship we offer our false gods when they fail to deliver the goods. When we realize that all of our religious transactions aren't working out and we are left without an apparent safety net under us. And so that anxiety in us mounts, doesn't it? It grows. It shows itself at sleepless nights, churning stomachs, headaches, heart palpitations, stress, the list goes on. Anxiety is like a cancer of the soul. It consumes us from the inside. It paralyzes us. It disorders our lives, our eating, our drinking, our priorities. Anxiety eats at us like rust. It corrodes our souls until we are nothing but a shell. Jesus says, don't be anxious. And of course, he knows what he's talking about. After all, Jesus is the Lord of creation. He is the one who died and rose again. He's intimately familiar with all of our anxieties. He worked the family trade. He, he knew the uncertainties of the family business. He came to bear the sin of the world on his shoulders. He was the man of sorrows, intimately acquainted with our suffering. Do you imagine that he didn't, that didn't involve some type of personal anxiety? Well, Jesus knew his disciples' hearts. And he knows yours, he knows mine. He knew he had called his disciples away from their fishing business and their tax collector's office. There were probably days when those disciples wondered out loud, what are we going to eat today? Where are we going to get clothes when these wear out? After all, they were following someone who had no place to call home, who didn't promise them wealth and prosperity like the prosperity preachers in our day. Jesus never promised them any of that. All he promised them was hardship persecutions in this life and eternal life in a kingdom that has no end. Consider the ravens, Jesus says to us. Consider the ravens, Jesus says to his anxious disciples. He says, look at the birds. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and God, yet God feeds them. Yes, they spend the bulk of their days looking for food. And yes, they work their feathered tails off building nests. 
But in the end, they only can play the hand they are dealt. They can't rearrange their environment like we can. They're completely dependent on their environment. And yet Jesus says God cares for them. The hidden hand of God cares even for the birds of the air. If he cares about the birds, don't you think he cares about you? Of how much more value are you than the birds? Or consider the lilies and all their beauty. He says they neither toil, nor spin, nor shop at Nordstrom's. And even Solomon and all of his over-the-top bling wasn't decked out like them. Now aren't you worth more than the plants which are here today, gone tomorrow? Does anxiety put a single, put daily bread on the table? Not a crumb. Does anxiety put clothes in your children? Not a stitch. Does anxiety pay the mortgage or the rent? Not a dime. Does anxiety add a single hour to your life? No. And it will make the hours you have more miserable. Jesus said, calls anxiety-ridden disciples, you of little faith. You of little faith is better than no faith, I suppose, but still not the way of faith. Be anxious over things. Receive faith is trust. Trust that your Father in heaven knows what you need even before you ask. Trust is that you value to, your value to God is greater than birds or flowers. The entire 11th chapter of Hebrews is devoted to faith. And if you read that chapter, the writer lists sort of a, a hall of fame of faith. He has names such as Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, and the list goes on and on. All those people who trusted God at his word and, and took him at his word. But the 11th chapter begins with this definition. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thus, faith is trust in a promise without having that thing in hand. It's being so sure of the outcome, even before it happens, that you stake your entire life on it. You orient yourself around it. Faith is much like a little kid who's promised a candy bar the next time they go to the grocery store. And he waits for it. And he expects it. He just can't wait to go to the store and get it. Finally, the store trip comes, and the little guy now can't wait for the candy aisle. And when they get to the candy aisle, he runs and he grabs his favorite candy bar in complete confidence. And if there's the slightest piece of parental hesitation, they look at mom and dad and say with his quivering lip, but you promised. 
Jesus said, fear not, little flock, for it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's the gospel's good news today that speaks to our anxieties and fears. Your Father's good pleasure is to give you the kingdom. And he works everything together for you to receive that kingdom. And thus you have it all. Thanks be to Jesus. His death and his life have purchased what you cannot afford on your own life, on your own. Life with God. You have his word on it. He clothes you in baptism and he feeds you his supper. You have the kingdom. And so you trust him with the big stuff. And I trust him with the little things of life. Now that doesn't mean that you don't work and plan and store in this life. But you hold things loosely, lightly, the dead hand of faith. We give freely, take care of the poor, do your banking where your life is, store up treasures in heaven, eternal treasures that don't corrode or decay, treasures that can't be stolen, that moths can't eat, that won't wear out like all the other things we have in this life. Seek first his kingdom and God's righteousness. Trusting that your Father in heaven who has saved you by blood of his Son knows what you need. Not necessarily what you want, but what you need. In his letter to the Philippians, St. Paul speaks of anxiety and prayer. He wrote to the Philippians from jail. They had just sent him this generous gift of support. And now he was writing to thank them and encourage them. And if anyone had reason to be anxious, it was Paul. At this point, his liberty had been taken from him. His work hindered. He had no guaranteed means, guaranteed means of support. And he writes this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in your hearts that your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpass all human understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You have the kingdom. The Father has promised it. The Son has won it. The Holy Spirit has delivered it. Jesus says, don't be anxious about your life. For the Father has you covered. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. 
Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope.